Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast. Pastor David here with Pastor Bob and Liz Jones. Hello. Today we're going to continue in our series on the fivefold ministry. And this week we're talking about everyone's favorite <laughs> of the digits and the fivefold, the pinky. I don't know if it's the pinky, but it the is. teacher. It is the a pinky. mantle. Holds it all together is what mm, I'm always told. Yes. It's the only one that women are allowed to be. Oh, um, well, my gosh. Wow. Was, we'll have another podcast to disprove what he just said. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It'll take a while to, to do that. But, um, we'll rebuke you soundly. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, woman teacher Liz, yeah. we'll start with you. Um, teach us men with authority. Uh, what scripturally are teachers? What scripturally are they? Yeah, in the Bible. In the Bible. Oh, is that what that means? That's what scripturally means. Okay, good. We had this little discussion earlier. We had to tell Pastor Bob that's what that means in the Bible. In the Bible. In the Bible, the uh, the word teacher refers to uh, someone who's actually directing a flow of water or like an open hand, which is kind of an interesting thing. So it's actually someone that's directing the course of something, that's directing the flow of uh, someone's life, the course of their path, a, th- a flow of understanding, a flow of knowledge or instruction or impartation. Mm-hmm. So, scripturally speaking, that's what a that's what a teacher is. Nice, nice. directing the flow. An open hand. An open hand. I'm sorry, you brought me back to, to my someone. Catholic background. <laughs> <laughs> Our teachers in Catholic <laughs> school were yes. nuns who had open hands. Yes, specifically like the front of the hand too, not the you back like hand. The, the, the <laughs> That's one way to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so, what would you what would you add to that, Pastor Bob? What do you think a teacher is when you think scripturally of a, bibl- a biblical teacher? Biblical teacher. Yeah. It well, should be the same thing. They're yes. probably close-ish, well, you yeah. know. But, uh, you know, I just think where the Bible talks about you have many teachers but not many fathers, Mm -hmm. I immediately go there. And I actually uh, think more about what teachers aren't than are. And I believe they actually should be more fatherly or motherly when they teach. They should should be imparting into someone uh, the necessities of life in Christ and life in, you know, in this on the earth that we live in. Mm -hmm. And those are real things. Those aren't just, you know, those aren't just uh, ethereal scriptural things that have no basis Mm -hmm. in your, how you walk and how you live. Yeah. So I think a a teacher, you know, who directs, like you said, or Mm -hmm. I mean, they're actually, uh, there's an anointing, if you will, if it's an open hand is like they are, uh, flowing an anointing toward mm-hmm. you. Because so I believe a teacher who doesn't teach with the anointing is just giving you a bunch of information. Yeah. Did I just say that? You did. You oh, did. Okay. What does that mean well, to teach with the anointing? I believe it's uh, under the, uh, fa- well, the leadership of Holy Spirit, that you have to yield to that. And I've done both. I've done without and with. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes recently. <laughs> but uh, And you know it. You sense it. You, you get it. There's no... Um, impartation there's a bunch mm-hmm. of information mm-hmm. it can be a bunch of really great information but there's no flow of god to people because yeah. unless god seals the what we're bringing in the realm of teaching it it's not effective it doesn't it, it doesn't last it has no it has no um real meaning actually when you think about it because um, you know, we know from Bible, if we're talking Bible stuff, that knowledge puffs up. What? Wait a minute. Teachers, bring me knowledge, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Head so big, you can't fit through the door. <laughs> but the reality is, is that a teacher brings inspiration from Holy Spirit, which is love. So he brings love into people's lives in the way of, in, with the vehicle of instruction. Mm-hmm. But that love is really what changes people and what affects them and directs them, constrains them according to the word. So biblically, there's a lot that goes on with a teacher that doesn't say, this is what a teacher does, right? It's actually, uh, and it's so locked into, I believe, with the anointing and the inspiration of God is all about because we have this other teacher that was sent by another teacher, Jesus, and he sent him to lead us into all truth, mm-hmm. into him, yeah. not just into an, stuff we know. Right. Did that answer any of your question, young lady? 
Well, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't ask the question. Yeah. Yeah. Did I answer your question, young yeah. lady? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Young man. <laughs> you were very teacherish because you said it was impartation, not impart, not uh, information. Yes. And I thought it's parental, not professorial. So you always Ooh. have to have alliteration <laughs> when you're teaching. You have to have the same letter starting each word, right? And that helps people organize Ooh, their wow. teachings. good. And you should have, yeah. you should have oh, at least 10 goodness. points. I know. Right? Yeah. Wow. Go through 10 points. Wow. Jonathan Edwards had like 38 points in every one of his messages. So that's something <laughs> oh to gosh. strive for. You know? <laughs> I want to speak to something that you mentioned, which is the scripture about not having many, you know, you have many teachers, but not many fathers. And a lot of times I think... Um, People look at that like, oh, like teachers are lower, like a lower form, right? Like it's mm. like it's not yeah. as it's it's not up to the level of being a father. And actually, if you study it out, what what Paul is referring to there, he's talking about um, that word teachers is tutors mm. in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, a family would hire a tutor essentially to babysit their child, right? They would take them to their classes and they would make sure they didn't get run over by the chariots, right? They made sure like they were I mean the soccer that games. they were safe. Yeah. <laughs> um but they didn't have any investment into um growing them into maturity. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the contrast there is not that if you're a teacher you're not a father. It's that he's he's actually contrasting people who are just um hired <laughs> or Did you almost say hirelings. I almost oh, said hirelings. People who are just um, in in someone's life for a certain purpose, just to kind of watch over them, to kind of get them where they need to go, but have no, they don't really take responsibility for their whole life. They're not looking at their whole person. They're not invested in, you know, what is this person's character? How can I help them grow? They're just kind of to like kind of step them along from place to place. And yeah, they're you know more interested so, in their job. Yeah, and, and it's just kind of like this is my job, yeah. and I do this for you, but I don't have any. My person, my personal life is not invested in your personal life at all, at all. And he's contrasting that with a father, which is actually every good father teaches, yes. right? And and every good teacher, <laughs> we believe scripturally fathers, yes. whereas you're not, you're giving information, you're helping them get from one place to another, but there's also a sharing of life and there's like mm-hmm. a father, um, all, he invests himself into the life of his son or daughter. He's interested in their growth. He's interested in their character. He's interested in their long-term success, not just, I just need to give you this information for this class or for this period of time. It's like, how can I set you up as a son or daughter for lifelong success? Is that heart of a teacher something you have as like a a mantled teacher or is it something that you grow? Is it something that you develop because you know it's what God wants? What do you well, I believe that if uh, if you're actually a fivefold minister, okay, if there if that's what your calling is, that it's something you're born with and to be. Uh, it can be developed, I believe. I just don't think it can be earned necessarily. Mm-hmm. And right. so, like with all the fivefold, I don't think it's you know it's I, it's not because you earned it. You know, I went to the teacher school. <laughs> I think that if you have a calling to be a teacher, and you apply yourself you might go to the teacher school to, to see how, it, you know, to operate uh, more, uh, you know, efficiently maybe or, you know, strategically get some ideas. That's all nice. But that heart that God put in you um, is something that God placed there. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and like I said, you can develop an expression of it possibly, or, or you know, a fuller expression of how to put it out there. But it's either you or, or it ain't. Mm-hmm. And that's the deal, mm-hmm. and uh, and I believe when you're when you have that in your heart that you yield to Holy Spirit. And I keep bringing in Holy Spirit because he's you know, teacher. He's the teacher, right? <laughs> and so when we think it's like, oh, it's all my knowledge, it's everything I got. See, I went to you know a, a theological seminary, and uh, that's why I picked up all these great you know fifty four points of how to do this, and this is wonderful. Except that if that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. you're trying to be who you're not. Yeah. You're always, tr- you're always doing that. You're never bringing who you actually are to that. Yeah. It's, it's funny. The pastor I trained under uh, David Guzik, he would say a lot of people think they have the gift of teaching, but other people don't have the gift of listening. <laughs> so it's, you know, if you have the gift of teaching, if you really have that, um, you know, people will probably benefit from what you're saying. It won't just be about your magisterial masterful, 
sermons that Masterful. will be like it'll actually yeah. something will be going to the the people that are hearing. So yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um true fivefold teachers, you can recognize them because wherever they are given an assignment to teach, like they bring them their whole selves to it. Like I just there's been people who've um been given assignments to teach in places and they just they kind of blow it off. They come in unprepared, you know, and I'm like, wow, they really don't have the heart of the teacher because this isn't a prominent, um, you know, maybe it's a small group or something like that. And it's just like, oh, well, it's just that we're the prison, right? We've seen that too. Right. Where they're like, oh, it's just prisoners. Yeah. I'll just blow in there and do something. I'm like, yeah. I want to ask that people to teach my class because they don't have the heart of a teacher. Yes. Whereas someone who is actually a five-fold teacher, you could ask them to you know, teach something at a prayer meeting or at a, you know, with the kids or whatever. And they're going to like, they're going to bring something. They're going to be diligent about it because mm-hmm. it's who they are. They're yeah. going to bring themselves to that and not look at like, well, it's not this platform or it's not pla- that. It doesn't depend on the platform right. because it's about them. It's That's about who they are. That's not a big enough class. I'm sorry. Right. I exactly. only instruct in, you know, classes of 8,400 or more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. And like, they will no, be themselves yeah. in whatever venue, you know, whatever venue they are, because it's not dependent on external things mm-hmm. internally. That's yeah. what drives. Well, them. I believe they bring a, you know, a person who's actually an inspirational teacher by Holy spirit and called into that office always brings the father's heart. Mm-hmm. That's why I said, you know, that brought it up right in the beginning, you know, you a lot of teachers, not father, because the, the father's heart, uh, like you were saying earlier, and I don't know if people caught that, but there's um, such an impartation into people to yeah. see them actually grow into Christ, mm-hmm. it, you know, in a way that, um, you know, when we talk, and you mentioned the word success, right, to grow and, you know, be successful, but it's not a worldly success no, necessarily. Right. And people, I don't want people to get that impression that we're like oh no we're there to make you successful you'll be Mm -hmm. the most successful christian on the planet you know Mm -hmm. but what's success in christ it could be very you know where you're known and all that kind of stuff and you do really well and things or it might be you're unknown yeah but you're very successful Mm -hmm. where you've brought you know you you know you finished the race you brought everything that god's put in you to give Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. The other thing I just wanted to say to answer your question earlier about, you know, is it something that you're that's in you, something that's developed? Um absolutely, like Pastor Rob said, if you're a fivefold teacher, it's in you. But yes, absolutely it needs to be developed mm, also. Because we know mm. people who are like, I'm called to be a fivefold teacher, mm-hmm. but never, never take the time to develop anything, to learn to submit themselves humbly to other teachers so they can learn how to be a good teacher. Because it's not just something, you know, that you are like inherently born with knowing all the great ways to communicate right. and how to put a message together and how to be organized and how to teach in a way that makes sense and how to use resources. Like those all need to be developed. And so there's like the call and then there's the, um, I don't know what you would call it, like the process of that being mm-hmm. developed. Well, yeah, I think, you know, it, you know uh, in one small part, Peter talks a little bit about that, about making your calling and election sure. It's not mm-hmm. just about a teacher, obviously, mm-hmm. but there, uh, but there is a, 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 a basically um, expressing your call, showing your call, uh, making it plain, sh- uh, living, walking in your call. And like you say, if you just get, I well, some prophet told me I'm a teacher. Done. Right. It's like maybe not done. Right. <laughs> maybe not probably done at not all. <laughs> probably not done at all actually because you have to apply yourself everything about god is applying ourselves to the principles You're like hey i read the bible mm-hmm. i'm done right right <laughs> <laughs> i read that book it was a great book mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. i memorized a part of it but i'm it's great isn't it yeah. i'm done right. <laughs> and so it's like no you're not done because um it needs to be tried in you it needs to be developed in you. And that development is not just a head knowledge, although there's components of it, but it's really a heart knowledge. Yeah. It's un, it's becoming and understanding the heart of the father and how a teacher is supposed to not just feel, I'm using that word feel, but believe toward their students. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a fivefold teacher that's operating in that office and they're recognized by their church, they have gone through that development process and they want to see others go through it. So yeah. they're going to equip others. They're going to see in others what was in them. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to recognize that and they will spend time investing in other teachers, you know, and 
raising them up as well because mm-hmm. they were willing to go through that process. I remember when I got, you know, a sense that I was supposed to teach that I just, I told the Lord something similar to what you guys were saying of, you know, I'll teach if it's three people in a retirement home, I'll teach if it's five-year-olds, I'll teach if it's, you know, um, a bunch of junior hires, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like that's any opportunity that the Lord gives me, I'm going to take it. And then I was able to do that during my years being single and having more free time. I just took so many little teaching opportunities and mm-hmm. getting reps because I wanted to bring Jesus to people through the word. I really believed in that. And the Lord honored that. He trained me through that. And if anyone's listening, that's called and they want to develop, I would encourage them to pray that prayer. I will be humble and I will take Mm -hmm. any opportunity the Lord gives me. I think, uh, pastor David, that's such a uh, actual critical aspect of all of the fivefold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whoever God brings before you, because like I said, you, Mm -hmm. you might be going into a venue that's, um, looks, doesn't look promising, Mm -hmm. right? Right. The people, they don't want to be there. They're tired. Uh, they, you know, all of those issues, they have other things going on and you in, and that could even be in a very large venue, by the way. Um, but you, your assignment might actually be for one person there. Mm -hmm. It may not be for the entire group. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, Mm -hmm. I believe that rarely do we hit a reach an entire group. Yeah. On everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's because people, they have lives going and the things yeah. and their, their focus is somewhere else. And, uh, and I, and it's God that prospers his word where he sends it. It's not us in our great yeah. ability and, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to deliver his word. It's really him that does that. Mm-hmm. It's him that infuses it into a person's life, um, and makes it part of their life. Um, our job is the delivery, <laughs> be the delivery boy and mm-hmm. bring it mm-hmm. with his heart. Right. Not yeah. just like I'm here, I'm doing this because I have to do this. Right. <laughs> oh, great. I hope you understand God is so great. He is the best God. And yeah, <laughs> that's, what I call, that's what I call the cardinal sin of teaching is boring people with the gospel, boring, boring people, people with, with the, the word. God. Like that is just that's yeah. excusable. You can't do yeah. that. It well, is. Yeah. The other thing, too, is I don't know, but uh, to me about teaching is getting not just excited, people excited, but to, so they see the life that what you've learned about him, not just about, mm-hmm. you know, words and books and theology, what you've learned about him, you're bringing to them like, Hey, right. this is what I've got. This is, I, I met somebody, right. <laughs> right. you know, and this is what I learned about him. And look, this, this is, it's, it's written in this book. It's, it's amazing. Hmm. And yeah. he's amazing. Mm-hmm. This is a part that I think sometimes people who are teaching don't totally get that you have to have that encounter with the word himself. Yeah. You have to, it has to, it has to become a living word to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And this part of that is like, it works in your life. Like the teacher's the first mm-hmm. partaker of the word, which means you're going to teach somebody something like God's going to work it into you. Like, knead it in, <laughs> into you <laughs> like dough and well, and do the work that he needs to do because otherwise you're just conveying a message and you're just conveying information whereas if it actually works in you and your faith is tried and you're um it, you're challenged by it and you're and you're enamored by it then it comes out as a living word and yes. that's really what teachers we want to um, not just give, but to be is a living word. We are the extension of the teaching gift of God himself, right? The Holy Spirit yes. comes and he imparts to us and he breathes in us and it's living and it's, in, you know, it fuses, it infuses people with faith and with hope. And that's actually what a good teacher does. They, yeah, yeah. they're like this conduit for Holy Spirit. Um, and they operate like they are an extension of, of that, of God's teaching God is teaching them. Absolutely. It's this life giving thing. It's not just information. And so, um, when I'm training teachers, I'm like, if it's boring to you, it will be boring to them. Absolutely. If it's not alive to you, it will not be alive to them. It has to be a living word. Find the light. Even if you've taught it 50 times, the same thing, find the life in it. Where's the fresh breath in it and bring that to your couple of things about that. I believe when we're teaching, there should always be revelation to us. Yes. Because if we're just teaching something, and it's even if something we think we absolutely know, mm-hmm. we don't really know the depths of God's glory and his ability and his, mm-hmm. how wonderful he is. And if we don't, uh, if we're not wowed by him mm-hmm. all the time, um, we, we set ourselves up actually to not receive. Yeah. 
See, I'm the teacher. I'm coming to give. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And meanwhile, I believe we have to, like it says about teachers, to be first partaker. Mm-hmm. Partaker is someone that's actually eating it. It's yeah. actually it's manifesting. It's 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 coming. It's coming through you. Mm-hmm. Not it's something that's affected you. Not something you just heard about and you're reiterating some uh, or regurgitating somebody else's stuff right. you heard. Right. Uh, it, it could be some of that. But it can't be all of that because mm-hmm. it has to have had a, an effect on you. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, we're talking about scripturally and biblically. When when uh, biblical teachers, prophets, you know, all of the folks talk about Jesus, you know, they talked about the word of life mm-hmm. that they've handled, that they've yes. touched, with, yeah. that they've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they, were, they, they were telling you about someone they knew. Mm-hmm. And no, mm-hmm. and so that's the deal. And when we bring that kind of life to teaching, it uh, that it inspires that inspiration, that breath is mm-hmm. so much. It's everything actually because yeah. it brings life into the people around you. You know, your rescue breathing. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if it, like what I say is, if it didn't change you, it won't change them. The right. People that you're listening to, and you know, sometimes like doing youth ministry, I've done that junior high and high school for several years, and people have all these strategies for how to make them listen. Mm-hmm. You know, to you, you can only do ten minutes, and you need to have good crowd control, and you need to throw candy at them, and all these things. But I found if you're really interested in what you're saying, and it really matters to you, and you're rejoicing mm-hmm. over what God showed you, they'll listen to you, and anyone will, an adult will. If it's a crazy person going off talking about something that's the absolute most important thing in the world to them. People will at least look at the spectacle. You know, like people want (laughs) to, that seems like it's really important to that guy. Maybe I should listen to it. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the best ways is for you to be so gripped by it. Um, And that's, that's what I look for in a teacher. You know, that was one of the questions that I had was what kind of teachers should we be looking for as disciples? And I look for somebody that it really matters to them what they're saying. Like they, they really believe it. It really made a difference in their life. Um, You know, Liz already mentioned a lot about this, but do you guys think there's anything else that like, a disciple should be looking for? If there's, um, you know, they're saying like, what kind of teacher should I really, maybe I should incorporate more teaching into my life. I need to be instructed in certain areas. Mm-hmm. What would you be looking for? Yeah. Well, personally, um, I would be looking for one of those teachers that are throwing candy. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad it's idea. I know, bad. Yeah. But after they throw the candy, I'd like them to throw some other things my way. Mm-hmm. Um, but and this is just me, but I actually look for teachers who uh, are simple. Mm-hmm. Now I know we have some theologians out there maybe listening, going, "What? What? Simple? Who's you know?" I actually think there's a simplicity in Christ that, uh, like, the Bible talks to us about about not being far removed from all that and or easily removed from that. That actually changes us. That actually affects us. If it, the thing is so complicated, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you need, you know, you need to be a scholar just to understand it. It's lost, I believe, some of its uh, effectiveness, or maybe all of its effectiveness, and that, and we we've, we've missed out on the uh, simplicity of the power of God to come in. So yeah. I actually, uh, like I said, I'm going to spend a lot of time going deep on my own. But when I'm uh, being taught by someone, I want to just hear simple because then I actually believe they actually got it. They uh, it, they don't have to unwrap it so much that when they're done with the unwrapping, there's so much paper around. I can't even tell what the heck the, the gift was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I've lost the gift in the process. And so for me, and I know that's not everybody. And I forget it was funny. I was just last night after a class I taught, I was speaking with someone and I actually mentioned, I didn't know we were going to get here today, but I mentioned that to him. I said, I'm, I'm really usually wowed by the simple things in God because they have so much power. If a simple thing has power, uh, think about it. Think about how great our God is. Yeah, I definitely think there's a difference between simple and simplistic. Sometimes people are simplistic because they won't do the work to study and go deep and wrestle with God and ask for counsel and talk to friends and um, but if you go deep and you get complicated mm-hmm. and you wrestle all the way through it, the Lord's going to give you a gem. He's going to mm-hmm. give you something that's very simple that will overpower people. Um, and that is really what we're looking for, making the complex understandable, putting cookies low enough for little kids to be able to access them. Yeah. You know, it's not only, you know, great seminarians that should be able to understand your message. 
yeah, I think, you know, Jesus is a great example of making the complex understandable, mm-hmm. you know, how he healed people on the Sabbath and he was always criticized for it because the rabbis had really, really long documents categorizing and cataloging everything that you could and couldn't do on the Sabbath. And Jesus just brought Hosea and he said, it's written like I desired mercy. Like it's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, he boiled down the whole law to first two commandments mm-hmm. and then to one, you know, love one another as I have loved you. And so he was able to boil these things down into parables and into stories, into things that would uh, bring the father to people, but not in these really long um, scholarly ways that, that aren't accessible to most people. I really like what you said. I, I hope I'm repeating regularly. He brought the uh, complex uh, to something that was understandable. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, the religious of his time, and I would even say the religious of our time, bring the understandable into a place that's so complex that nobody can understand it. They go the the other direction. They're not going in the right direction with God because the reality is when you're going to walk with him, it's going to be in this life, you know, knowing everything about, you know, digging. And I, I love it. I love digging through, you know, the Greek and the Hebrew and what this guy said about that and who, you know, and what this could possibly mean. That's wonderful. That's, that's something that's a very personal thing, I think. But the reality is, if I'm going to choose God today, that's not that. Those kinds of things are probably not going <laughs> to compel me so much. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a strength behind that. Yes, there's a you know you're building your whole life behind that. It's wonderful. I think it's great. You should do that. But that's not what's going to keep you. Mm-hmm. That's not going to. That's not what's going to make you because you're going to be faced with this fairly simple choices. Walk with him. Don't walk. Obey him. Don't obey. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a scholar, right, to do that. And that's the component of teaching to be able to bring that along with all the great stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I I said, I love, you know, know, I think teaching children, like you do some some of our youth people, and I think that's the toughest venue. Because, you know, know, they're not (laughs) – If they get it, they're going to get it. If they don't, you're going to know they didn't get it. And it's it, it, you can't play there. They're not going to be like yeah. the rest of us adults. Go, oh, very nice. It was very nice. It was, you know, <laughs> yeah. prison yeah. too. Like you guys mentioned, oh, most yeah. prisoners know their Bible better than the yeah. average church person. You doing better doing be there. more prepared to go into the prison. Yeah. yeah, I think when you're talking about what should disciples look for in in teachers, obviously that they're teaching the word. Right, that they're not just coming up with their theories, their ideas, their um, commentary on the Bible. That they're actually just teaching the Scripture is essential. Um, but also, and part of what you're saying um, about being able to connect it to simplicity, things a good teacher will take the scriptural, eternal principles of God and will connect them to practical application. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not just like. I think a lot of times people get, people get enamored with like these teachers that are like mm-hmm. so theological and so ethereal and it's like, they're amazing. But a good teacher will actually help you mm-hmm. to take that eternal principle, which is amazing and is so deep and has so much in it and actually connect it to now to time, to your walk with the Lord, to the way that you live, to the way that you live with your family, to the way that you interact with your church, to the way that you show up at your job, like all of these things, a good teacher will help you put into practice eternal principles in a very um, practical way. So for me, that's what some thing that I look for with a teacher mm-hmm. is like, yeah. great, that's Absolutely. wonderful that they can expound on that forever. Can they actually help me walk <laughs> <laughs> walk this out as a disciple, yeah. you know? Um, and then the last thing I would say is that I think that one of the hallmarks of a, of a great teacher is that they're not just teaching you um, what to think. They're teaching you how to think. So they're not just giving you information and they're the source of it. They're actually training you and teaching you how to, how to analyze things, how to look at the world, how to perceive things, how to look at the word and the lens that you should be looking through and the way that you should be hearing and how you actually process things now so you can begin to learn from the Lord himself and not always have to go back to a teacher as the source of all information. Um, They won't set themselves up that way. They will, like Jesus did, like he asked a lot of questions and he left people with a lot Mm -hmm. of questions because he was trying to train them 
how to think, to think differently than the way they had been thinking. And you don't always have to go to the rabbi for all of the answers. You can actually learn how to have a renewed mind. You can learn how to think and the way that kingdom thinks. Yeah. I think that's a hallmark well, of a great teacher. Yeah, I think they they also teach you how to uh, employ accountability, self-accountability in your own life. Yeah. Like how to how to bring those things that they're teaching into your life and actually use them. Mm-hmm. And I believe yeah. that uh, the teachers in um, the Bible, you know, some of the great ones, Paul, John, they um, they ran into all of these other teachers, if you will, that most of them were probably either Gnostic or some other kind of, or if they weren't that, they were probably some, you know, religious person from mm-hmm. uh, some area. They um, they had to deal with the fact that those people were we like to say they were so spiritual of they, they were of no earthly good, <laughs> like they could they could teach you about such great spiritual things and then have such horrible lives themselves and never be able to hold anybody accountable because their life was so mm-hmm. garbagey, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so the uh, but the reality is a great teacher like that he's teaching about the wonders of Christ in one sentence mm-hmm. and the next sentence telling you how to be at home, how to be with your right. kids, how to be with your church, how to be mm-hmm. with the, your business, mm-hmm. how to be a good servant, how to be a good uh, business owner, yeah. like the, the, the real now and now stuff like you. And that translates across the centuries that it wasn't just then it's right. works right now. And that's a, that's a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, this is how I walk this out in my life. Mm-hmm. And then giving you the tools to be able to, um, like you say, self-regulate, yeah. right? Account- self-accountability, be able to go, okay, now you're not going to be perfect at this. But, so when you're not, this is how you get right. And you have to bring yourself back to the principles that you've been you've been instructed in and taught in. Mm-hmm. And so don't be so far removed from those things. Bring yourself back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's um, one thing to point out on that too is that among the well-meaning teachers that are that are making it real in our life and that are helping us and bringing forth the word, um, there's still when you teach, you can either put a burden on someone or you can lift a burden. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference, and it says in Second Timothy too mm-hmm. that the result of patient, long-suffering, gentle teaching is that people will be set free from the snare of the devil. Mm-hmm. They'll be set free from ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. They'll be given a mindset of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be shown that Christ is bearing the yoke with them, that they're not out. They don't have to do it themselves. The Pharisees, mm-hmm. Jesus said, loaded people with burdens that are difficult to bear and didn't even lift one finger to help them. Mm-hmm. And so um, even if you're well-meaning, you have to approach the word and you have, and you should look for teachers like this, by the way, teachers that give you the tools, like you're saying, tools of mindsets and tools of grace so that you tap into the power of God and you see mm-hmm. what he's provided to get you through the challenge, to actually help yeah. you overcome the sin or to walk into the ministry that that's being taught, the thing that's being put before you. Um, a good teacher will throw that on you like a burden. Here's what you should, mm. uh, or not so good teacher. Mm. Here's what you should be doing. Good luck with that. And they right. taught it really well, mm. but um, they didn't then give you the grace to say, here's how you should think. And here's what God has provided to help you do that. Yeah, that's, that's good. It reminds me, you know, the word obviously saying the truth will make you free mm-hmm. as teachers, mm-hmm. being those who are revealing and mm-hmm. conveying and imparting truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> truth doesn't just set free. It's not like a one-time thing, but it's actually a process of making you free. Yeah, that's good. And if we are good teachers, we're, be, we're laboring, co-laboring with Christ in that process of seeing people mm-hmm. set free awesome. by the truth. Well, yeah, also this instructor who came from heaven, Holy Spirit, he comes to convict, mm-hmm. but he also comes to comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that those two C things? Huh? Oh, oh. That down, oh. Man. Like, you know growing in your teaching, teaching just, mantle. You know what? That just came by accident. That was not planned. <laughs> you had three, three of them though. Three of them. Really oh yes. Three points. That yes. The same I'll, I'll try to make one up. Okay. Probably <laughs> not in the Bible. But. You could, cause it's yeah. convict, not <laughs> condemn. Not condemn. Comfort, Ooh, right? Thanks for so that third C. You're now welcome. you see, we, it's there a team. We can bring together everything. Fivefold in action right here. Right there. So with the, uh, but that's really what we're seeing demonstrated from the father about how a teacher really is. Yeah. He leads you into all truth. And which is interesting because he leads you in. Yeah. He goes in first. Mm-hmm. 
many of the Pharisees who had great knowledge, probably better than all of us put together here. Well, maybe except for Pastor David. No, they had more. They yeah. memorized the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, they had the whole thing down. <laughs> yeah. They they had a, the knowledge of it, but not the life with it. So they they really couldn't lead people into it. Actually, Jesus like called them out, like, "Hey, you're leading people astray." Actually, mm. you lead. You know, you take silly the key of knowledge and you don't even You're, enter in. Right. Exactly yeah. that. And wow. so you become a, a death's door, mm-hmm. not life's, you know, opening. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, um, that's really helpful stuff. Okay, I hope we should so. do more podcasts on teaching well. That would be fun. Oh, um, we should teach great. someday. But I did, I did want to ask you guys, <laughs> I didn't want to ask since it's a five-fold ministry podcast, um, what is the difference between someone who's gifted to teach and someone who is a five-fold teacher? Is there a difference? Well, Liz knows the answer to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think people can be gifted. I think people can be gifted in really like amazing ways actually mm-hmm. to teach. Um, they may not just be um, anointed or authorized to reproduce teachers. They may not have the same focus necessarily. They may be their their assignment may just be to teach, mm-hmm. whereas the fivefold teacher their assignment is actually to yes. equip people to teach. So I think that's a significant difference there. I also believe there's a different kind of authority that comes on a fivefold teacher. There's just there's something that the Lord does there where there's um, I believe a different I don't know it's kind of hard to put words to it, but a different level of imparting. He's actually taking who that person is and imparting it into people. Yeah, if that makes that's sense. Right. Yeah, I, I think the whole weird. fivefold, and we've discussed this in the past. Uh, the significance about them is they are reproducers and that's, you know, that's the father, right? He, he reproduces. And so, um, and I, I believe that's really a, a big significant difference between people who are gifted in generally and people who are called into that position. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make them better. Right. Right. That's the whole thing. We hope we get that across Mm -hmm. to people. We're not saying they're somehow better, but their position, their, their, where they're supposed to operate is there. It's in that place. It's to, it is to reproduce. It's to build up the church. It's to support. It's to, um, you know, really be, be there for the church. And it's not just a gift. It's there that they are that. They are a teacher. You, can, you can't just, like, take their teaching license mm-hmm. away and they not become a teacher. Just like, right. you, you know, you can take a, uh, you know, like a pastor or shepherd. You can take their... Uh, uh, pastor it away from them, you know, that piece of paper says, Oh, you are, I am a pastor. Mm-hmm. And yet they're going to still pastor. Yeah. They're going to, if, they if they are a fivefold pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I also think there's an element of shepherding the doctrine of the church. And so if somebody mm-hmm. is a fivefold teacher, they're one that like it says in Titus and Timothy, they're going to ensure that sound doctrine is being taught. And that can be annoying to people, you know, that we're, you know, as a teacher, you're testing words that people have brought, mm-hmm. whether that's prophetic words or messages or teachings, mm-hmm. you're responsible. I mean, there's a, a sense of like the teacher is the one with the sword, with the scalpel and with the plumb line, you know, like, is everything straight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it, is it lining up? And, um, there's within that, there's a few pitfalls. Uh, if that's your mindset, if you're like, if you're trying to ensure truth and you're trying to make sure, um, that that's your responsibility to hold the church accountable to the faith once delivered to the saints. Mm-hmm. And you take that on. You're like, I'm going to contend for the faith. I'm going to mm-hmm. make sure that we're teaching the right stuff. I'm going to actually learn apologetics. I'm going to actually learn the scripture so mm-hmm. that I can promote sound, healthy doctrine for the people. There's another side of that that you have to be aware of. If that's your calling, that you can become critical minded, you can become harsh, you can become fault finding. And so, you know, you see it today, you know, the church trying to criticize the world and trying to, denominations at war with one another um you know teachers not differentiating between the vital elements of the faith and the open-handed elements that that can be um disagreed on by christians you know so i think this is this is a whole other can of worms but um i do think if you're a five-fold teacher it's something that you need to be a bit of a watchman and say you know i'm going to be the one that tests this stuff by the word and i might have to tell the pastor about it in private in a way that's that's honoring that that's not going to embarrass people. Like I might have to have discussions if I disagree with this because I want the full scripture to be taught. The whole counsel of God's word needs to be taught. And that's, I think that's a burden that a fivefold teacher would probably have as well. I also believe there's a balance to that also for the fivefold teacher themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is they must be teachable. Mm -hmm. If they're not, then 
they are the everything begins and ends with them and they, yeah. they're the all in all right. and that's a bad place you know they may need to have the pastor come to them and go hey you know that thing mm-hmm. that you're teaching that isn't right mm-hmm. you know or they may need the prophet to come to go and tell them you know hey the lord says you need to be doing this now <laughs> and that this is how the whole fivefold works as a glove. They or they might need a teacher. They might need a te- well. They definitely need yeah. a teacher. Yes. <laughs> right. Need teachers, That's yeah. a you know. I think yeah. that all prophets need a prophet. All yeah. pastors need a pastor. <laughs> right. It goes yeah. all the way down the line. Teachers need a teacher. Yeah. And so if, whenever as soon as you get to the place where I'm beyond that, then you've actually taken yourself out of the body of Christ. Um, but and, but don't you know more than those? Oh, you know, absolutely. And I think that can be <laughs> the real telltale signs of someone who's either either a in deception, mm-hmm. or b they aren't really a fivefold. Mm-hmm. They haven't. They don't have the heart. Yeah, yeah. they can't be taught. Mm-hmm. So I how are you? Gonna, you know, if you're going to be a teacher, then you need to be taught. I love you that need, point. Yeah, and so there's a, there's a lot of that. That's uh, those are heart issues that are, you know, that's a whole nother podcast possibly too but the there's a lot of heart issues that revolve around how we operate in the fivefold mm-hmm. and they they're they're real they're tangible they're not so cut and dry like it's this this and this and that's it what it is you know there you got it these are the 15 points of being a fivefold teacher you know it's like nice there's also your heart yeah and god's trying your heart he's trying you mm-hmm. with the word that he gives you to teach mm-hmm. or you know and it must come and try you it mm-hmm. can't just go and just be for somebody else. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think there's also the, again, like the willingness of the teacher to work with the rest of the fivefold ministry yeah. and to receive from them because you have to, if you're, um, I mean, if we just say like a natural example, right? If you're raising a child together with someone else, you have to be in, you should be in agreement about how, <laughs> when's the right time to give them different levels of, Mm-hmm. Uh, instruction, right? That you don't just unload everything you know yeah. on a, a kid That's and true. then just hold them to it and just be like, you're failing at this and don't you know this? And it's like that you would never do that. That you never do that to a, a, a human being in our natural, in our natural, well, you shouldn't, in our natural um, <laughs> ways. And it's the same thing when we're raising people into maturity. There's um, the per- all of the perspectives are important because they all have different lenses they're looking through different priorities different places places of assignment and so if it was just up to the teacher right it would just be like we're teaching and they need to hear this truth because it's going to set them free and Mm -hmm. the pastor would be going like yes i agree they need that truth but now is not the right time for that piece you know or maybe not at that level and so there's the this is the beauty again of the fivefold ministry is that there's um by them being able to submit to each other and this also requires, you know, the other offices to submit to the teacher. Mm-hmm. At times, you know, it's not just all one way. It's yeah. that there's a giving and receiving from each other to help bring about, to bring people into fullness so that they're not lacking anything, so that they're not being crushed by anything, exactly. and they're not being um, neglected. Yeah. Well, either. the fivefold absolutely does not function other than the way you described it just now, mm-hmm. where they either they either work together as a hand or they're not functioning mm. and uh, it's not a one fold, <laughs> you know, it's not just one is in charge or, yeah. you know, this is, I understand at any time one might take the lead in a certain way or a venue or time or season. I, I get that where they might be the one more uh, leading a charge, if you will, mm-hmm. but you can't abandon the rest of the fivefold in the process. Mm-hmm. You must be part of it and you, and I believe the way the fivefold works is they yield to each other. Yeah. Right. That's, mm-hmm. and they yield in the fear of God mm-hmm. and in the love of God mm-hmm. and in also in the assignment of God. If you understand the actual assignment of the fivefold, then you're like, you should yield to that assignment, not just to your, what you do, mm-hmm. you, you know, what your gift is, what your greatness is. Right. You lose sight of what, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, just building more off the role in the fivefold ministry that the teachers have. Why do you think that the Lord included the fivefold uh, teachers in the fivefold ministry teaching as opposed to maybe like miracle workers or people with hospitality or mercy or other ministries? Why is the teacher such an important uh, finger in the fivefold <laughs> hand? You know, why, is, why is the teacher on there? 
Does it make I sense? I have no like, idea why. Why <laughs> do you think that that was one of the five that made it? It is cut? an interesting. Why isn't the worship leader in oh, the fivefold ministry? That's why I said it's a tenfold. It's a hundredfold. <laughs> no. The tongues, the tongue speaker. Yeah. There no. are some 30, 60, yeah. and hundredfold. And that's the, you know, what, uh, yeah, it's out of context. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, is it okay if I say I don't know why he didn't include, you know, miracle workers in the fivefold? Although all of the fivefold are miracle workers, mm-hmm. the, yeah, you know, you can say the, that. I can say that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I, you know, he's God. <laughs> hey, hey, here you're getting the anointing, uh, <laughs> the anointed teacher who has studied this out. Sometimes God is just God, and He does it. Yeah, and if we don't, uh, this is where if we are going to be taught of the Lord. And great will be our peace if we're taught the Lord. If we're not, if we don't, if we're not okay with some things in God, is just because He's God, mm-hmm. and He decided to do it that way. If we always have to bring our understanding into something like that, which I'm sure there's an understanding, it's just this guy here doesn't have that. You know, that, I don't know why <laughs> he wouldn't bring those people in. To be very honest with you, yeah. and I think we have to be honest about that. If I sit here and go, well, I have the answer. Yeah. See, I looked it up in the uh, you know deeply into my concordance. It was the part of the concordance that nobody else has. Actually, <laughs> that's where I found out where this was. You know, because yeah. they're so special. Mm-hmm. Those five are so special. Yeah, God loves them more. Yeah, no, <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah, do you have any thoughts on this, Liz? Or? I I just I, I don't know. It's interesting to me that those are the five things that he um, that he identified as making someone complete. Um, and it's, I don't know, I don't, again, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why I didn't include the worship leaders. I actually don't believe you need, uh, a miracle worker to be complete in God. I actually believe the fivefold, it really embodies what you need to build the church Mm -hmm. to make the church complete in God. Some of those things are just things that the, those and other people do in the church the whole church can do. So I personally, uh, like I said, I, I know people who've experienced all out miracles and they still don't believe in God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that hard? No. You guys are funny no. with me. I love it. So back to what I was saying. What were you saying? Um. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me excited about this. <laughs> um, it is interesting to me that these are the areas that the Lord has um, identified as completing his body and that um, everyone needs a teacher. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to be a teacher. So I guess I'm, what I'm saying is if you look at these five areas and you're like, Lord, I want to be a good disciple. I want to be like you. What are the things I need to have in my life? Well, you need to be, you need to be apostolic. You need to have the, uh, be able to receive from the Lord the download of what this earth is supposed to look like and how to put that into, how to make that a reality. You need to be pastoral. You need to care for people and love them and give your life for them. You should be prophetic. You should be able to hear from the Lord and get his heart and be able to convey that. You need to be, you know, evangelistic and have a heart for bringing people to the gospel and the, to the simplicity of the cross. Mm-hmm. And you need to be, have the heart of a teacher yep. and be able to be teachable and to teach others and to teach them how to teach others. So to me, it's just kind of like this great picture that the Lord gives us of you want to be a complete person. You want to be complete and whole. These are the areas like shore them up in your life. You may never have thought yourself as being prophetic. Mm -hmm. You can be, that's what the fivefold ministry is for. You may never have thought you're evangelistic or that you have the teaching ability. The fivefold ministry is there to actually impart that into you, which is the great thing. You can receive that. Yeah. You can be trained in that. You can be equipped in that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, along those lines of, you know, we need to be taught to do all those things. You yeah. Know, so, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to know your to, answer. <laughs> to, you know, when it comes to equipping, I mean, that's the primary way that you're equipped is through teaching. Mm-hmm. And so if the role of the fivefold ministry is equipping, um, well, then there needs to be some clear conveyance of information, impartation, grace. Um, there needs to be an example being set. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, every office needs to teach That's and right. teaching is more than, um, than even when we speak, you know, teaching doesn't just happen in the pulpit or in a classroom. It happens in how you, um, wash dishes at your house, you know, it happens mm-hmm. in, um, how you practice hospitality it happens mm-hmm. in how you work miracles it happens mm-hmm. in how you Absolutely. speak with tongues. It happens in how you 
apostle, how you pastor, how you evangelize, you're teaching every, every Absolutely. minute of that is teaching. So mm-hmm. in a way, every part of the fivefold is a teaching, uh, a teaching activity. So um, yeah. I don't think anyone can be equipped without teaching. So I, I think that's why the Lord included that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus himself, he referred to himself and his disciples referred to him as the teacher. He yeah. could have, uh, he could have been referred to in many, many other ways, obviously, but that was the main way that people referred to. And some of his greatest teaching moments happened with individuals mm-hmm. in private times um, where he imparted truth to them and he revealed things about the Lord to them and they in turn impacted obviously a lot of other people, but Jesus was the master of taking moments that a lot of the people would just brush over mm. and see them as opportunities. He leaned into the moments and used them to teach. Mm. And so he's just masterful. Yeah. I think, pretty uh, good, huh? I think you're pretty, <laughs> I think you're pretty good at that. Pastor Bob of using moments to teach. Could you say a little bit more about that? Like how important it is, not just like a prepared teaching, but right to seize a moment. Well, I believe that teaching also is, uh, has to have an aspect of it. That's very prophetic. And I believe that if you teach and you're not prophetic in the process, don't, allow yourself to open up to the prophetic, then you won't allow yourself to open up to the now of God and what he's doing in that moment mm-hmm. where you, uh, you're, where you're bringing to someone, uh, something that's essential for their life right at that moment. So you, you know, it goes beyond your prepared notes. Yeah. It goes beyond what you think people need all the time. Although there's a component of all that, right? Mm-hmm. You should prepare notes. You should, you know, <laughs> all of that is absolutely necessary. But if you rely completely on that and never tap into where God is bringing uh, his church, uh, you miss out. You miss out on, like I said earlier, the wow wow of God. You miss out on the opportunity to speak into a person right where they're at at that moment and touch their lives, strengthen their lives, Mm -hmm. teach their lives. (laughs) Well, it's been an amazing podcast in my my opinion. Thanks everyone for joining us. We hope that you'll allow God's light and his teaching to come into your life and that you'll bring that light into other people's life. It's not just a podcast about how we can be good teachers and how we can teach well. It's about how do we bring his light to others. So uh, go about his business and hopefully you'll join us next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.